Welcome to the Embrace It series, where women with all types of disabilities can be real, resourceful, and stylish. With each episode, you'll walk or roll away with everyday tips, life hacks, and success stories from community leaders and influencers. So take off your leg braces and stay a while with Lainey and Estella. Hi, I'm Lainey, and I have CMT. And I'm Estella, and I also have CMT a neuromuscular disorder affecting approximately 2.6 million people worldwide. That's as many as MS. We believe that disabilities should never get in the way of looking or feeling good. Both of us wear leg braces and have learned through our own personal journeys to embrace it. For more information and exclusive resources, check out our websites at trend-able.com and hnf-cure.org. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button for future episodes and special promos. Hi, everyone. Hope you guys are doing well. We have an awesome guest for you guys today that I think, um, especially any of you who have shark and tooth like us or have MS or other disabilities, chronic conditions where your hands are affected, will especially love our guest today as she's totally an expert and really cool. Um, I want to welcome to our show, Cheryl Crow, not the singer Cheryl Crow, but the, better than that, the occupational <laughs> therapist Cheryl Crow. Uh, welcome, Hi. Cheryl. Cheryl's from Arthritis Life. Welcome. Hi. Thank you so much. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, my name is Cheryl Crow. I have <laughs> rheumatoid arthritis, which is an autoimmune disease that can cause hand pain, in addition to a lot of other systemic symptoms in other body systems. Um, And yeah, I am an occupational therapist. Also, I actually did not go into occupational therapy with an interest in arthritis specifically, because at the time, my my disease was pretty well controlled with medication. But after I had my baby, who is now six, I had a lot uh, a worsening of symptoms. And then that led me to noticing there was a lot less resources than I thought there should be for arthritis and hand pain, given how prevalent they are. I didn't really know until I created Trendable what RA, you know, was. Can you just kind of say, what is the difference between RA and like the arthritis that people might know if they have it or if their grandma or mom has it? Like, what is, what is RA? Yes. Okay. So we first have to look at just the word arthritis. Arthritis means joint pain and arthritis itself is not an actual disease. Like that word arthritis doesn't tell you, all it tells you is the symptom. So it's like saying stomach ache. Like a stomach ache is a symptom of stomach cancer. It's also a symptom of irritable bowel syndrome. It could be a symptom of just eating too much. Like you have to know what the cause is. So again, arthritis, the word means joint pain. It could be caused by a hundred different diseases fall under the umbrella of arthritis. It's very confusing because a lot of people will just refer to um, osteoarthritis as just quote unquote arthritis. That's the most prevalent form. Like 50 million Americans have um, osteoarthritis, which is known as also known as wear and tear arthritis, meaning that just simply over time, the the joints are not um, are you know the human body is not perfect <laughs> as we mm-hmm. know. So as you use your joints over time, you know pounding on them, whether you're running or just especially in your fingers overuse injuries um, can just lead to osteoarthritis. It's just basically degeneration of the space between the two bones and the cartilage um, that make up a joint. A joint is the space where two little bones come together. 
and move. So, um, so I totally missed this in biology, by the way, but I, you yeah, know, I learned well, something. I let it like literally just learn something right now in your first yeah. 10 seconds of being here. I thought arthritis was an actual condition. Like that was the mm. name arthritis. So I just learned something. Thank you, Cheryl. You've yeah, been going out. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I'm amazing. I'm done. That's it. Yeah. No, I, it's hard because, um, I mean, it can sound, it's just, we can just call it arthritis, but it's really confusing. Right, because so the kind of arthritis, um, yeah, and it's, see, I even will say it like that. The kind of arthritis, quote unquote, that I have is um, rheumatoid arthritis. It's under the umbrella of autoimmune or autoinflammatory diseases. So these are serious diseases associated with like a shortening of the lifespan, inflammation across body systems, systems including heart, lungs, eyes. You can those of you who are who can see me, the two of you, um, you can see my eyes are a little bit red right now, not from lack of sleep or any exciting activities. It's just that I have, um, in, I get inflammation of the eyes as a result. So it's of rheumatoid arthritis. So again, it's the name arthritis makes it sound like, oh, you just have one joint that hurts. That is what the word arthritis means. It means joint inflammation or joint pain, but the disease rheumatoid arthritis or the disease, similar disease, psoriatic arthritis, ankylosing spondylitis, axial spondylitis, axial spondyloarthritis, these are the inflammatory autoimmune kinds, but they're like lupus. These are really, really serious and diseases. And, you know, uh, the, la- the latest um, lifespan data from the late, late 90s and early 2000s was that having rheumatoid arthritis your life expectancy is seven years less than an average person. So I just tell it to people just wow. as an example of the severity. Yeah. And not, not to scare people, but it's like, this is not quote unquote, your grandma's arthritis, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's a much so, more serious. So when it comes to, you know, I, I hear what you're saying. And I now know that it's, you know, different than just arthritis as a blanket. Like arthritis is kind of like Kleenex when you say Kleenex, right? Like yeah. it's a brain, right? So um, having RA, can we talk about like, with your hands, which is what I can relate to because of having a neuromuscular condition that affects my hands. How does it like with, for me, CMT affects my pincher grip. So although I, you know, some people have trouble opening jars and whatnot, I don't have trouble opening jars. I have trouble picking up any small flat object, grabbing things with two fingers, tearing paper, you know, cutting things. Um, what about you, Cheryl? Yeah, you're, I love those examples. First of all, I feel like I should give you like an honorary occupational therapist. <laughs> That's how detail we're trained to be so detail oriented, right? Like about the differences that people just think, oh, fine motor activities. Well, there's a huge difference between, like you said, picking up a coin, tearing a piece of paper, and then just opening a jar. People think, oh, you use your hands. So I love those examples. Like, yeah, rheumatoid arthritis is not neuromuscular initially. Um, mm-hmm. But over time, you're, you can have um, muscular effects as well, but they're not neuromuscular unless it's a um, side effect from the medication. So to answer your question specifically, um, so what happens is there's fluid inside of any of your joints that move a lot. So the joints in your fingers move a lot, right? Versus let's say the joints of like your vertebrae. So for rheumatoid arthritis, it affects joints that have a lot of synovial fluid, which is like that really thick, like oily fluid in your joints. Like when you touch your thumb to your pinky, like that's a huge amount of range of motion right there. And then the fluid inside there, it protects the bones on either side of the joint um, and, and allows them to move without causing friction, like on the cartilage and everything else. 
So the point of it is that your immune system, to, to finish up my description of rheumatoid arthritis, actually that I didn't, I didn't drill down to the specific, your, the autoimmune response is your immune system, autoimmune diseases are when your immune system erroneously decides your healthy body tissue is a foreign invader and decides to attack it as if it was a virus. So what happens with rheumatoid arthritis is your immune system specifically looks at synovial fluid and it's like, that's bad. That's a virus. I'm going to attack that. And the problem initially is, is that that just causes widespread inflammation and across your body that, and that causes systemic symptoms like severe fatigue. But in the hand, again, to go back to the hand, that's what we're focusing on today. It, the, it causes um, too much, basically swelling. Swelling is really, really bad in joints because there's not a mm -hmm. lot of space. It's the same with your brain, right? Brain swelling is really, really bad because you're like, you have this giant skull and there's nowhere else for the swelling to go. So it pushes down. It's not as, it's not as life threatening as brain swelling, but it is what happens is the friction as you try to move your joints when there's so much inflammation and um, fluid in there is that it, it starts rubbing against the actual cartilage and the bone. And then you start getting similar symptoms to osteoarthritis or bone on bone arthritis. And long story short, you have, it tends to affect the, the joints that move the most. So your, your knuckle joints and your thumbs. It's going to affect usually the whole hand though, it, um, the, all the fingers. It's not going to be like, so the pincher grip um, isn't like so much different than the uh, twisting a jar in rheumatoid arthritis. So mm -hmm. I guess that's one thing we, those of us with rheumatoid arthritis can be grateful for. <laughs> that, um, <laughs> that it that just we, affects that your whole hand, huh? <laughs> but yeah it's, yeah, it's not discriminating. Yeah, it's not, yeah. And I mean, again, it's, it, I'm sure you have a similar thing, but with a lot of these kind of diseases, it's like, it can also look differently in different people. So when I first presented with it, I had just one joint that, that was really, really bothering me. The rest weren't too bad. So sometimes it's like whack-a-mole where like you have one that comes up, but other times all of them, mm -hmm. all of the symptoms come up. So it can be, it's a little bit like multiple sclerosis and that there are, um, different patterns. Like some people have like linear progressive, some people have relapsing remitting, like they don't really, they don't use the same language like as specifically with rheumatoid arthritis as the doctors do with MS. That's, I think it's a little bit better researched with MS, like which kind you have, but I have heard doctors, um, you know, referencing like some people's is a lot more like flares of remissions. And we use the language flare ups. So, you yeah. might, you know, there were times like when my, um, the famous time is anytime you have anything that affects your immune system. So having a baby um, uh, in your body, so not by adoption, but when you when you have preg you get pregnant, um, your immune system changes a bit, you know, a lot. And so when I had my son, my disease changed a lot. Like the medications that worked before didn't work anymore. Like I used to do swing dancing as my hobby, which is really hard on your hands. And um, wow. but I would do solo dancing now, but not partner dancing. So yeah, it tends to just mm. really present as just pain, just really the pain is really the interfering factor um, mm -hmm. for, for people with initial rheumatoid arthritis. And then as time goes on, if it progresses with that, if it's not controlled with medication or lifestyle factors, then you start getting um, deformities, like where your knuckles start spreading out and your thumbs start, you're kind of getting into like a claw position. And then that itself mm -hmm. restricts your range of motion. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we can, we can definitely relate to the clawing of their hands because a lot of people with CMT, uh, similar to Lainey's mom and a few people that I know, you know, the, the weakness and the atrophy starts to curl the, the fingers inwards and makes it even that much more difficult. But I had a question as well as like, so you're saying that, um, you know, does the level of activity 
play a part in your flare up. So like, you know, one day you're doing something, you know, uh, with your hands and then the next day you feel the effects of that. Mm. Is that kind of how it works? Yeah, that's a great, you've touched on a really complex area, which is most patients have to find like, it's like a teeter totter between the amount of activity is good for joints. Like motion is lotion. Meaning when you, the reason that people with rheumatoid arthritis, one of the hallmark symptoms is morning stiffness in your joints. And the theory of that is that because you've been sleeping, you're not moving as much. And so the fluid just kind of sits in your joints and is not happy in that position. So when you move, it lubricates your, your joints. So you want to have a certain amount of movement, but yes, if you overdo it, for example, I just moved and I tried really hard to pace myself, but it was a certain point we got to the point where we had to be out of the house. Like Mm -hmm. I couldn't pace myself anymore. So I definitely had a mini flare up in my thumbs um, and my fingers from overuse. So again, it's, it's, you don't want to like wrap someone in perfect protective, you know, gear. And that's actually not good for your joints in the older, older days. They sometimes would cast people like cast people, children with juvenile arthritis and um, thinking that that would protect their joints. And it caused like severe, problems so especially because you think a growing child gets a cast wow. yeah that's rough so uh, yeah so yeah overuse can can be bad but also underuse can be bad in other words just welcome to health situation it's not simple <laughs> Cheryl <laughs> yeah. um, thank you like honestly I I didn't even zone out and I did so in biology 101 so you are oh. obviously meant to be a teacher <laughs> which you are oh, as an occupational therapist so I want to hear more about that, but I also want to tell people, and we're going to have the links in our um, show notes to Cheryl's YouTube channel and Cheryl's podcast, but what I love about what you do, and it's really similar to what I do with Trendable too, is you offer a lot of life hacks for people and, you know, people make choices. They may, everyone makes their own choices and obviously you can't put yourself in someone else's shoes, but And I would imagine having flares that you don't know when they're going to happen and having days where you're better than other days, it's hard to plan, right? But what I love is that your life hacks are for just going regardless, like whatever pace you're at, you know, just keep on moving forward. Um, So do you want to talk about a little bit about like your purpose with Arthritis Life and the YouTube channel? Yes. Thank you so much. And it's funny you mentioned about the teaching because I was initially when I was going to name the company, I was like between like arthritis teacher and arthritis life because it was like my identity to myself is that I am like teaching people how to live with arthritis. But I'm I'm glad I went with arthritis life because I'm focusing really on my my goal is really to help people learn how to live their life to the fullest despite their disability and or their challenge. And I think um, I can go on lots of different soapboxes, but one of the things that I found there was in the in the autoimmune community there's a lot of people that try to market like products that will like heal the disease or cure it make it go away kind of mm-hmm. like mir- I don't know if you guys have touched on this before like miracle supplements or miracle cures and it like to me it it reinforces this idea that we can't possibly live with this disease we have to cure it or heal it so Interesting. um Plus, there's just not really great scientific evidence for any of it. But um, as an occupational therapist, our goal is really quality of life. And we certainly can help with what's called remedial strategies, which is like fixing the underlying problem. So if your problem is, let's say a child is trying to do 
monkey bars and they have hand weakness from maybe just underuse, not a neuromuscular condition, then you could say, oh, we're going to do some strengthening. We're going to practice monkey bars and be able to do it. But there's also compensatory strategies. That's life hacks where you say, okay, um, I guess there's been to monkey bars. It's a really hard one. But let's say for a jar opener, the kid can't open their thing of applesauce. Um, you know, you either strengthen their hands so they can open it, or you say, here's a gadget or gizmo or alternate strategy, like using scissors to cut it open, right? So as an occupational therapist, I learned all these. They didn't call them life hacks, of course. In, in my master's program, we have all these like fancy terms for everything, like ad- uh-huh. ad- adaptive strategies and adaptive tools. And, you know, I'm just like, what is the real what does the real person in the real world want? They want a life hack. So yeah, and I just, what I found, honestly, I, um, sorry, this is like all one long rambling sentence, but I had been active on social media because I love people and I love finding other patients on social media. And I kept seeing over and over again, patients were asking about life hacks for like all of their basic daily activities. Like, the, you know, how do I wash my hair or put my hair up when my, when my thumbs are really hurting from my arthritis? How and that, do wait, I pause, pause. Yeah. What's your hack do you, for that? Yeah. Yeah. There are, so you could break it down for hair. There are so many things you could do. So if the issue is holding, let's say, let's start with the styling your hair. So if it's holding the hair dryer, which can be hard, like awkward angles, um, sometimes the shoulders are affected with rheumatoid arthritis. So if you don't maybe have the range of motion, there are actual stands, hair drying stands you can get where you place your hair dryer in there and then you can move your head around it. Mm-hmm. Um, you also can, as a kind of workaround, you can let your hair air dry halfway to, to remove the length of time that is required. You can also do what I found out about when I did my first um, hair drying life hack video. Someone's like, well, do you ever use a dryer brush? And I was like, what's a dryer yeah. brush? Like, first of all, like, I was what like, I, use, yeah. I oh, have the best use? one. Did you ever buy the one that I had on, on, on Trendable? Yeah, I have the best one, not the Revlon one. It looks just like That's it, but it's half the, guess what? The one I have is half the price. Revlon is like twenty one dollars. It's now awesome. Now you tell me. Now you tell I, me. Well, no, I mean, I, we'll put that in the link too because it's a really yes. good one. It's so lightweight; it feels like you're holding nothing. So that's, yeah, that's awesome. You know, and I like I joke sometimes because I've done like hair and makeup tips, but like, I mean, twenty years ago, if you had thought I would do that, it would be like the least likely person. Like I was like a college soccer player. Like I wore <laughs> only like sweats, only put my hand in a ponytail every day. Like not interested in fashion, not interested in anything. But, you know, yeah, you have, you know, as you get older and evolve, you know, and, and for me, I was really just, res- I became interested in this responding to the fellow patients I saw who are struggling. So yeah, the hair dryer is a great a hair drying brush. It, it combines the two actions, the two different hands t- into one, right? So you can just fold the hair dryer brush. That's awesome. Um, there are ways. So the thumb, the base of the thumb joints are, is a common area that's challenging for rheumatoid arthritis and osteo. So there's ways like um, an alternative way to put your hair in a ponytail where you don't use your thumb. So the typical way is you use your thumb, right? But you can twist it around your pointer finger and your pinky. You can also stabilizing, and this would be a good one for um, neuromuscular. You could use a, I have a video of this on TikTok, but you can use a um, hair tie around either end of a hair brush and stay, so that it allows it to stabilize the brush against your hand so you don't have to actively grip as hard. So you're, so you're effectively. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, interesting. I like, that. I like that. That's good. That's a good one. 
Yeah. Um, and you know, what's fat, your favorite, fat, what's oh, your so. favorite of your life hacks? Like, which is the one that you oh, feel like people gosh. are like the most, Oh my God, Cheryl, thank you for showing me this. <laughs> I honestly think it is so basic, but the, the multi jarner is one of the ones people love the most. Um, because it's, it's one that has like four different size openings in one. So you don't have to have like jar openers that just have one or, or you know, one size are annoying because then you have to go keep finding the right one. But I also do the one that people really liked on TikTok um, was the electronic hands-free jar opener, which does only work with a couple of styles of jars, but it's, it's a one touch and it's like, and then, oh, sorry, this is a podcast, but it's, <laughs> It's a robot. Yeah. It's basically a tiny little robot that opens your jar for you. Um, so those are two. Um, and, uh, you know, I also, we, with rheumatoid arthritis, because of the pain element, um, I use hot and cold packs a lot. And that's not necessarily like a, it's a kind of like a pain hack. It's not an activity hack, right? But, you know, I have a hot paraffin bath. I'm not sure for you too, if that's something that's like comforting ever, but like putting heat, you know, on, on your hands can help um, for rheumatoid arthritis. It helps loosen them up. Yeah. In an early, mm -hmm. early trendable blog, I talked about putting those tiny little, you know, um, packs inside your bra. Do you remember that for like, <sighs> you know, cause people have issues with really extreme cold and obviously with the heat as well, right. With inflammation. So, yeah. um, it's like finding that ideal temperature, which, you know, one's always on a search, especially add into that, Cheryl, little perimenopause. It's super fun. You'll get there someday. Oh, no. <laughs> I just learned that. Mix that into the whole thing. <laughs> I know some of my rheumatoid arthritis friends have actually gone. So I'm almost 40 and some of them have gone through early menopause. So I'm like, oh, maybe I will too. I'm just get it over with. That's how I, that's my uh, personality. Like, yes. Get it over with. There's one that I think your listeners might really like. It's called Unbuckle Me. It's for um, child car seat buckles. You know about your nodding. So yeah, it was designed by an occupational therapist who has osteoarthritis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's yeah. great. And actually a friend of mine, um, Gina Adams from, do you know Buttons to Buttons? And that was going to be my other one, Buttons to oh, Buttons. Gina's, yeah. Gina's a good friend, with, friend of mine. She also is my partner when it comes to our project that we're working on this tool. But she lives right here in Michigan by me. She's a great person. So um, she actually did her a podcast interview with the women. They were on Shark Tank. And it was like a grandma who was taking grandma yep. with, and I would have said until Cheryl just taught me about arthritis and not generalizing, but I would have just said it's a grandma who had arthritis and she was having trouble being doing the car seat. And anybody with CMT can relate to this as well. I know this oh because God, even putting my mom used to use my mom, Cheryl was like the hack, hack queen before there was called hacks for people listening and have hand problems, not leather, but like nylon-y leather cording very small leather cording and she would buy it by, you know, two feet, three feet at a time. And she would take those and make loops and put them at the, on a seat belt to be able to pull the seat belt with your couple fingers or whatever you can grab. She'd put it on the car door. Everywhere was twine, you know, but in terms of that seat belt thing, my mom used to take, instead of that unbuckle me, cause there was no um, she didn't have car seats to deal with, but she had just putting in the seatbelt and undoing it. She would put in, leave in her car, like a device, like a stick, something that she could grab onto that had rubber bands or something at the end to be able to grip onto. 
to push the seatbelt. Well, that's and that's funny because that's the same concept. Like the 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 way the unbuckle me is designed is it's like a long lever where there's a, a part that pushes down onto the to the buckle for you. So yeah, it right now the thing that I learned from unbuckle me, I actually interviewed them this morning. <laughs> oh, you but, did? That's funny. Uh, that they an, a safety requirement in the U.S. to have nine pounds of force required to press a child's car seat buckle for safety. So that Oof. is a lot. Wow. Of pressure on joints. Um, so it, the, the, that device reduces it by half um, the amount of force required. So it, it makes it so that the device like does the work for you. And so I think for, for real, de- like real everyday life, there is a push and pull between um, life hacks and gadgets that are like really for one specific pur- purpose, like the unbuckle me versus ones that can be used for multiple things. Like for example, mm-hmm. Dyson is something that you could k- keep with you that helps you. Um, do you know what Dyson is like a sticky material that gives you a little bit more friction? Again, it's more for the opening side of things. You know, I, I sometimes try to, to like balance between like, okay, I, I actually do have like four giant um, plastic tubs of life hack gadgets just because for arthritis, because I'm an occupational therapist and because I'm really now with arthritis life, I'm really interested in it. But um, most people don't have the space or the time or the money to have that many. So yeah, you kind of have this push and pull between like, how, how difficult is the task? Can you do it without the gadget? And then, um, and then just learning, like another thing I was going to say earlier, and it's not the most like sexy or easy thing. But um, when people ask me in like, in articles, sometimes I'll say, what's the best what's the best life hack, you know, gadget. And I always say it's actually like your brain, like your own brain. When I'm, and what I mean by that is like your ability to understand and like be that detective, like, like Lainey said, like your own mom, like be able to understand like the mechanics of like how you can approach your tasks differently. Sometimes we, we overthink, right? Like as you were talking about the unbuckle me, I'm like, oh my God, you know what? Another silver lining of this whole pandemic is at dollar stores now are these COVID tools that you can touch free things, right? And they're oh, strong yes, enough the to be able to open a door. So if they're strong enough to open a door, guess what? Those could definitely push in your car seat um, or your seat. I don't want to. I don't want to take away business from unbuckle me or your. You know, <laughs> but but what I'm saying is, it's looking at you know going into a hardware store and thinking first, what is my problem? Um, and what are some solutions? And I, I love, I love that you said the, you know, our best hack is our, is our mind and our creativity. Cause I, I truly believe that one of the, you know, the, one of the best silver linings to having a disability or any type of physical challenge is, is the creativity that it brings on, right? Cause you have to, you have to be a problem solver in order to get through, you know, the daily tasks and things that you want to want to do. So, you know, I know you recently did a piece on um, adaptation being a superpower, the ability to adapt. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, I mean, you just summarized it really beautifully. But yeah, I think, um, you know, even the pandemic is a good example in, in my own personal life where I've had so many situations due to my health that have been out of my control that I've already had to kind of confront and accept that I have to just constantly pivot and adapt. Whereas what I noticed with the pandemic, and this is again, not to undermine or to under or, uh, value the severe difficult, like with some people's situations were obviously very life or death. And, but in the case of some of my like friends and family or just people I know, it was like, it almost felt like it was the people who were very able-bodied. 
it felt like it was like the first time they had to like confront something completely out of their control and they just didn't have any coping mechanisms for it. Whereas I feel like I already had to develop that due to living with a disability and due to having Mm -hmm. parts of my own health out of my control. So yeah, I mean, being saying to yourself, okay, you know, the world might not be designed perfectly for me, but I can change how I approach tasks. I can adapt or ask for help. You know, (laughs) asking for help is something I always advocate people to do for people to do because sometimes it we, especially strong personality people, like I think the two of you, I'm thinking of that guy. Um, yeah, you know, we tend to be like, yeah, well, and it's also almost like I get like a um, imposter syndrome asking for help, like, because especially now that I'm like, well, I'm like supposed to be the arthritis life hack expert and I need help. But I'm like, you know, we're all human. You know, I love that, like, yeah. Renee Brown, vulnerability, you know, like no one's perfect. Right. I, and I'll tell actually, like, it's funny because people and people like to hear about fails. I found out like I'll share my little arthritis fails. Like I tried to use electronic jar opener on peanut butter because I hadn't really read it the the directions carefully enough, and it's only for glass <laughs> jars. And it like got <laughs> stuck on the peanut butter. It was like crack, and I was like, oh, what have I done? You know. And this was actually on a live video when I, I love your story. It. I, I loved your story, Cheryl, of being stuck in a dressing room. Because a lot of you were stuck. Wasn't that you? You were, or was it the person you were interviewing? Oh, about being it was stuck Stephanie. in a dressing room. Yeah. Yes, because oh. like you know, one of the biggest challenges people have with hand problems is putting on bras and getting dressed, and that's really what a lot about what Estella focuses on, and I do through Trendable and whatnot. Um, and yeah. you know what? Like that is so human. Like people can can relate, right? Like anybody can be relate, even yeah. if you don't have disabilities of being like stuck in a turtleneck sweater and being like, ah, totally. Or like, and, and just, we have to laugh at these things because it is funny. We get ourselves into these crazy predicaments. And I know you had mentioned that the car buckle thing and, you know, I have teenagers now, but when my, my son was little, I literally had to use my mouth to assist to unbuckle him and it would have been okay except for the fact that he's literally he was literally the most ticklish baby on the planet so the minute my mouth or my face would touch his belly he would just go nuts and like laugh hysterically then we would both be laughing and then no one would get anywhere so it's like you know (laughs) yes it's it's a challenge but it's also like it brings these moments of laughter and joy into our lives that just reminds us that everybody's human that you know we have to laugh at each other and ourselves and it's just part of the experience I I love that that's you know when I made my acronym, uh, or when I made my name, Arthritis Life, I thought of life as like an acronym. The L stands for life hacks. The I stands for interviews, which we used to be video, now it's podcast. The F is fun, and the E is education. And actually, the F was the one I had a hard time coming up with. And I was like, oh, I don't know, fun. I, even though I'm like a fun, humorous person, I was like, that's not serious enough for our business. It should be like blah, blah, blah. But then I was like, what's been amazing is seeing how you know, I'll spend hours, and this is maybe just more of like a business idea, but her business reflection, but I'll spend hours on like what I think is the most helpful crafted life hack post. And it'll be go do okay. And then I'll do something funny about like, I was so tired. I fell asleep while like taking a bath or something that's not, not safe. Don't recommend. But, um, and then people, like, they <laughs> love the humor, like people. And there's a friend of mine, if you guys are, are, or people are interested, her name's Allie. She um, it has an account called Another Day with RA. Um, she does a lot on TikTok and Instagram. She, and it was seeing her stuff too. I'm like, this is so 
it elevates you. Like humor makes mm. you feel like you can rise. There's a great quote from Viktor Frankl, who I don't know if you've read Man's Search yes. for Meaning. Yes, we it's one of them. my favorite books. And he said yes, something like humor please. is one of the soul's weapons for self-preservation or something. Like it allows you to rise <laughs> over such situation. We can find the quote and like quote mm-hmm. it in the show notes maybe or in the comments. But I just, that's been something like that I've, um, again, like I think, if you're a problem solver, you tend to be like focused on like, oh, I'm going to like give people really specific hacks. But there's also the emotional aspect of living with a disability and people want to feel some relief and in, in ability yeah. to to laugh. So I love that. It's the ultimate, we say all the time, it's the ultimate icebreaker and it's the shortest distance between two people. I think that was the quote that you and I yeah, used. Yeah, we actually use it in our, um, we do a workshop series. We used to do them on uh, in person, but now we've done some virtually. And laughter is what really does connect people with others. Like you have to be able to laugh yourself. You have to be able to laugh with people and that's how they then relate to you. And Cheryl, like I was thinking about, um, you know, you having RA and all of the people with chronic conditions who have flares at times. And, you know, yes, you know, so many people have gone through so much. and, And as you said, you know, so beautifully, like you feel for those people who don't have jobs, who've lost relatives, all of that. The silver lining, one of the silver linings definitely for people with chronic conditions is not only um, do people now get that you might need workarounds, but also just that you can't, and that things are out of your control, but also just that things have to be slower, you know, that you that you don't always, you know, you can control how you think about things, but your body doesn't always let you do the things you want it to do. And I think um, people's body, you know, people can't just go and, you know, here in Michigan, they can't eat out, they can't do the things they're forced to be at home. And that's a lot of times how people feel like they want to be there. And they don't, they hate canceling all the time. They hate not being able to go, but they know they have to prioritize their bodies and their health. They just you know, in order to be able to do more. Yeah, that that kind of FOMO, fear of missing out. It's different. I think that the nuance is that if you are forced to miss out on things due to disability when everyone else is still participating in them, it kind of stings even more than now because we're all in the same boat, or I guess most of the people who are following (laughs) the directions of social distancing are all, it's like we're all missing out at the same time. So it'll be interesting when life goes back to quote unquote more normal like if people's empathy, if people will find it easier to empathize with those with disabilities who can't always yeah, go out and do the things I'm that they want to do. I'm optimistic that that, that that will happen. So yeah. let's end on a fun note, Cheryl. I don't want to put you on the spot, but we're going to put you on the spot. Do you have like a funny, embarrassing, it doesn't have to be funny at the time, obviously, yeah, yeah, like yeah. moment that like illustrates life with when your hands are failed you or your hands didn't do what you wanted them to do? Oh yeah. I think one of the ones that stands out. So when my, uh, we long story, but I initially really wanted to breastfeed and then it didn't end up working out. Um, so I ended up formula feeding. And so when my son was about four months old, I was preparing a bottle and I had him in the, a, a, this little like seat, like a little rock and play seat, which now they've recalled because the, the don't, don't use those. But, um, but I had him sit, sitting there and then I would hold the bottle. So I was not having to hold him at the same time because sometimes that would be good for protecting my joints. But because of um, potentially like sleep deprivation combined with lack of perfect, you know, hand dexterity and hand strength, I hadn't screwed the top on like 
it was probably a combination of the arthritis, honestly, and just not thinking clearly in the middle of the night. So I go and I like, I, I have the bottle and I'm like, pu- pushed it towards his mouth, you know, to give him the bottle. And the whole thing just explode, like just fell out. All the parts fell out and all the milk went all over. <laughs> and I, Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was just such a fail. And I remember thinking, Oh, my goodness, you know, all those moments before you have a baby, you think you're gonna laugh. But at the time, you're just like, one, I have to go remake the whole bottle and I have to clean all this. And but um, yeah, that's just that's just a little that's that's a little one. That's a good one. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Cheryl, and for um, sharing your tips and your hacks and your inspiration. You have a ton of content out there and we will definitely put all the ways to follow you, whether it's on Instagram, through your YouTube, I, we, you know, Thanks. we could put TikTok on, but I, I can't handle another social media site, but that's what I said. Yeah. I know. My kids are I said that before I started and then it's ended up really being handy because this is the same style as Instagram reels. Um, but, but yeah, and I do have some online courses for people who have rheumatoid arthritis or similar autoimmune forms of arthritis that that's kind of my main actual product that makes it a business, but I do have a course and most everything else is free, you know, the podcasts and articles and I love hearing from yeah. people. So love it. it was a pleasure to, it's a, it's great to know you. I love that you're an occupational therapist and that you mm-hmm. really like both as a patient and as a professional, you get it. And, um, mm-hmm. it's very empowering when you're talking to someone who, who gets it on both levels. So, um, you're lucky followers you. and you're lucky people who you inspire and those who are listening who now know you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and is there a website that people can go to and find all of your other outlets on? Yeah. My arthritis life.net. So just M Y and then arthritis life, L I F E dot net okay. and then that directs you to my to my site and i also have a, a former blog called theenthusiasticlife.com and that also has my older articles i'm keeping that around awesome. but yeah thank you so so much this is really really fun i want to talk to you guys for like four more hours but i guess we have i know we learned move. so much i could totally yeah. we could totally do another hour hour of this easily yeah <laughs> you're so with us I know no one, no one's, you know what no one's going in cars to listen to podcasts so you know what if you're if you're still right. listening you're on a walk right now we are cheering you on you go yeah. girl or man five gold stars <laughs> for all listeners to the that end that was a yeah. long walk good job all right yes. thank you girl. bye Estella thank Till you next so time. much Cheryl. thank bye. you